in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. The Dallas Mavericks play game three against the Utah Jazz on Thursday. And Luka Doncic could return. Sham Sharnia tweeted yesterday, there's optimism. Luka Doncic will return for game three or game four against the Jazz. The calf strain that Doncic suffered on April 10th is improving. And workouts over the next two days could determine comeback timing. This comes down to you and I and Ben Simmons and Luka Doncic. All right. Our, our, uh, our supposed the dumbest thing we've ever exist. come up with. Yeah. Who plays more yeah, games between two injured yeah, players. It's phenomenal. Nothing. Um, um if they're optimistic about game three or game four, surely he comes back at least by game five? Yeah. They say the workouts over the next two days are going to determine when he comes back. But yeah, if they're well, if they're optimistic about three, he better be playing in five. Yeah. If they've done enough of their evaluation of the, of the calf. I think so. I hope he comes back. I mean, that, that would actually get me slightly interested in that series. At the moment, it's just how uh, good is Donovan Mitchell? I guess Jalen Brunson had a big night, but hooray. He he had a big night. Literally after on the show, you were like, oh, God, we have to stop Jalen yeah, Brunson. I did say that. <laughs> and he literally went, and I took that person. Yeah, I, I did say that. Um, so, yeah, bring back Luka. Let's make it fun. Who's ever winning this is, I guess, maybe fully healthy Luka and the Mavs in round two against a beat-up Devin Booker and the Suns. Maybe that could have some fun in the second round. Yeah. I'd, I mean, I'd rather see them than the Jazz. Yeah, just because of Luka. I don't want to watch the Jazz. I need Luka to, to make some deep runs in the right. postseason because I do want to watch him play right. deep into the postseason, not just first-round exits or, in this case, be hurt and maybe not even play at all. Well, you certainly have the opportunity with your third television. Yeah, I need it. I need it. Oh, no, yeah. We'll I got to get it. I got to get all. it mounted soon. Come on. It's, the playoff <laughs> times are right now. Man, you know, that's a great question. I'd be divorced. Three what? TVs and a tablet? Yeah. It's basically like we have two TVs in the house, one in the living room, one in the bedroom. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. My son has one in his room, smaller one for his for his uh, video games. But um, what do you call it? Uh, it's hard enough just to get through the Dodger game without, oh, God, another Dodger game. Well, I still hear that, too. But Oh, you do? I don't. I don't let it affect me. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> The Astros are playing again. I went to BTS. That's right. I went to two <laughs> yes. BTS concerts. This, this that is gives you about four made. years left of right. Astros games. Gives me the trade-off. <laughs> Great question. Thank you. Kyrie Irving was fined $50,000 for flipping off the Boston crowd in game one. Why do I hate this? I hate it, too. Why do I hate this? I just, yeah. Come on. I, I think it's dumb to fine people for finger gestures right like he was I mean, scratching his head yeah sure like i i hate the idea that like okay we, we can have the whole argument about athletes have to have thick skin and athletes are going to have to withstand people trying to taunt them and trash talk them from the crowd that's fine whatever that's part of the job but you got to let them be able to flip the crowd off and not get fined. Yeah. That should be perfectly fine. What are we worried about? Kyrie Irving being a role model for kids? He, he threw that away a long time ago. If you're looking up, if kids are looking up to Kyrie Irving, stop. Yes. If your kid is looking up to Kyrie Irving, stop. Tell him to stop. Yeah. Kyrie Irving should be allowed to keep flipping people off so that everybody can say that's not what you do. <laughs> he should be the perfect <laughs> anti-role model. He's the villain. Right. You just be like, all right, seven-year-old, 
Don't be Kyrie Irving. Let him flip people off, and you'd be like, see? I told you, don't be Kyrie Irving. Don't do that. I don't think 50G is going to bother him. Probably not, but But it'll probably stop him from doing it again. Yeah, it's not like Kyrie Irving's going to be financially in ruins, but it'll probably stop him from doing it again because... You yeah, you don't want to just keep giving people fifty thousand dollars. Hell, it probably escalates if he does it again. So. That's like half half a uh, chain for Zion. <laughs> I did not you are obsessed chain. with this chain. <laughs> is this like is this because you don't get to shop on Amazon anymore? <laughs> I want a chain. That's a great great question. Ben McAdoo is the Panthers' offensive coordinator. Um, uh, McAdoo't. Here's a fun tweet. Ben McAdoo asked if he looks at Sam Darnold as a starting quarterback. Didn't hesitate. Yes. He later said he put his foot in his mouth, naming a starter, saying, that is something I shouldn't have said. Yeah. How quickly did he get a call from the general manager and head coach saying, what did you just say? That we're tweet. about to draft We're dra- about to draft Pickett with the number six pick. What do you got in your mind? That tweet from uh, David Newton of ESPN. That is phenomenal. That A, Ben McAdoo is still an offensive coordinator, and B, that he can in one press conference name a guy a starter and then go back and be like, well. I shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> like, what did, did he do no prep going into this? Did he think there were going to be no questions about the quarterbacks? Well, Ben McAdoo won't be allowed to do interviews anymore. When the media requests <laughs> him, they'll be like, no, he's not available. Like, maybe they don't, but I have to imagine there's some level of prep for an interview. When you're about Think to do a so? press conference, there's got to be at least some level of, okay. This is what they might ask this you. This is what they might ask you. Or at the very, okay. And maybe it's the off season and you're not that, maybe there's not much prep into it, but there's got to be at least some form of, they're probably going to ask about quarterback because every time an offensive because coordinator Because you're the talks, offensive coordinator. They ask about quarterback. Yeah. We don't have a starter. We might draft someone. So when they ask about the quarterbacks, what should I say? And he apparently did not have that thought process at all. I've never been in a press conference, and it's mostly been with the Raiders, the office coordinator, even as established as Derek Carr, yes. where someone didn't ask about the quarterback. Yes. Well, what, do you else, what else are you asking the offensive <laughs> coordinator about? That, like, third-string tackle? Has Garrett Gilbert got a shot to beat out <laughs> Derek Carr? That'll probably get asked. No. Next question. John Daly II has signed an NIL deal with Hooters. He's going to play golf at Arkansas. Love this kid. And apparently, according to the tweet from Front Office Sports, his dad, John Daly, is a part of the sponsorship as well. <laughs> I'm sure he is. <laughs> Did you see the picture on yes. Twitter? Yes. I'm sure I'm sure dad's part of the sponsorship with Hooters. There are uh both John Daly's are in uh Hooters golf shirts and there are two Hooters girls with them. John Daly also has on Hooters golf pants. Yes. Um <laughs> because why wouldn't you if you're getting an NIL deal for your son through Hooters? So, yeah, I think Hooters hit this one uh, oh. As perfect as they could. Go find John Daly's son. Oh, he's going to be a freshman golfer at Arkansas? Out of the park. Sign him up. Sign them both up. We're going to have John Daly and John Daly the second. Now, here's a, a parental question, and maybe we need to get that lady that names babies for $150,000. What's the... Wh- why are we naming John Daly the second, not John Daly Jr.? Uh, or maybe I should I, phrase I, that the other way around. Why do we have... <laughs> people that are juniors and not just the second i think they're they're one in the same i think that you just you call them junior and senior if there isn't a third one where i guess their plan is there's gonna be a third one i don't think they're one in the same 
I don't know the answer to that. I don't, I don't know why some are the second, some are the junior, but I always assumed it's the same thing. Yeah, I did I mean, too. I was uh, like John Daly the second. I just assume okay, he has the same name as the father, so that's why they call him that. But he would be John. See D- now, my dad had the same first name, but but different middle name, so I wasn't junior. Or I, they never called me that. They never called me that. All right. And, According to the internet, John Daly might have screwed this up. Um, junior is when the son and father have the same exact same name. name. You're supposed to use the second when you like name them after like a grandfather or somebody else. So like if yeah. you if you so if John but I think John Daly might have screwed this up. But like so if if you if I named my kid Tyler Frederick Bischoff, he'd be junior. He'd be a junior. But if I named him after my dad or his dad, then he should be the second. Even if their name's Tyler. No, 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 no. If they have the same name as like my dad or my grandfather. Oh, okay. All right, then he must have messed it up. I think he messed it up. Okay. So there's an actual okay. difference between Junior and the second. Welcome to Nameology. That's why that lady charges <laughs> so much money. 50 grand a name. Right, because she knows this stuff. I bet she doesn't. Probably not. Nevada transfer Warren Washington committed to Arizona State. Uh, Steve Alford lost his two best players into the transfer portal because Warren Washington was his second best. Grant Sherfield is uh, one of the like 20 best transfers in the country this season. Uh, so far, Steve Alford has not made an NCAA tournament in three years at Nevada. They've had, they have not had a 20 win season and their Ken Palm rank has gotten worse each year. 85th in his first year to 91 to 115 last season. It's makes not going that, very well. Makes that 20 year contract seem really good. <laughs> 20. <laughs> uh, and now they've lost their best players in the portal. They're going to have to basically do more work than Kevin. We keep talking about what Kevin Kruger has to oh, do. Oh, man. Alfred Nevada's got to do even more. The portal trying, and, you know, he's just going to say, I promise you 35 minutes. Those are the only guys he's yeah. going to get. Where if he gets, I'm just saying, if he gets a good player, not he'll get players because the portal has a thousand players in it. But if you're going to get a good one and beat good teams, yeah. the only thing you're saying is you're going to get as many shots as you want and you're going to play 35 minutes. I don't know. I, Tough to find a good outlook right now for Nevada. Obviously, you land a good player out of the portal. It changes everything. Right. I don't know. If you were a... We talked about it with UNLV. Why would Kendrick Davis come to UNLV when he's got offers from all these great schools? Same is true for Nevada, if not even more so. Why Why would you go there? Right. You know how Nevada is a giant desert? Well, we're going to bring you to the one place it snows regularly. (laughs) Next question. The Marlins started charging three dollars for soda in the press box. So, all right, there's there's a there's a couple of tweets here from Barry Jackson. First one: Marlins have begun charging three dollars for soft drinks in the press box. Wouldn't have happened if they had signed either Abisail Garcia or Jorge Soler. <laughs> uh, but doing both apparently forced their hand, needing media soft drink revenue. Then Barry Jackson posted an update. Marlins management never authorized or instituted this charge. A rogue dining employee did this without authority. So the one person just started charging people? That has got to be the biggest lie I've ever heard told. You're telling me just a random food and beverage started, employee started at this accepting ballpark? $3 and wouldn't someone around him saying, what are you doing? Right. Just walked into the media and said, oh, that Coke, that's $3 yeah. now and put it in their pocket. No chance. No. What if you give him a 10? Where are you getting the change? <laughs> a <laughs> rogue dining employee. And here's the other part. 
What if you pay by card? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This isn't people don't pay with cash very often well, anymore. Did this person did they did they go buy the little thing you plug into your smartphone to accept credit card payments and set up their own thing? Well, the funny thing is, did he just walk around to tables? Trying to like hide this from other employees? <laughs> How do you pull this off? How do you pull it off? There is no chance a rogue dining employee started charging the media $3 for drinks without the Marlins knowing about it. Right. The Marlins put this in place. Somebody complained about it. They were like, ooh, that makes us look cheap. We'll take that away now. I mean, literally, this is something that the Oakland A's wouldn't do. Like, that's how cheap well, this is. Don't give them any ideas. Yeah. <laughs> With yesterday's crowd, <laughs> they'll be in Las Vegas charging $20 for a media meal. You be careful, Jared. So that, listen, there's no well, had way you just given us public money. Exactly. <laughs> we would have paid it back to you and all the soda you can drink. There's zero, zero <laughs> chance that a rogue employee did this. How did I they know. think that they that excuse would be pulled off? That nobody there's pays like, attention to the Marlins. There's like several employees in a in a major league ba- baseball press box with the food place. And they're like kitchens. Yeah, there's tables everywhere. And you're saying one person was walking around charging people and no one else said anything. Like Joe said, "Hey, look at Mike over there. He's got like a he's got like a bunch of cash. What's he doing? Come on. I actually hope he was the rogue dining employee. Was like the people on the strip that sell bottles of water. I hope he brought his own cooler with his own drinks. <laughs> with his own sodas. And was upselling them at, and the, like just walking around being like, hey, $3. Hey, that's a fountain drink. I've got your I've got your 32 ounce right here. <laughs> It'd be great. It'd be great. There's no chance a rogue employee did this. Coming up next, why do coaches hate the transfer portal so much? Tyler uses a screen for Deadman. Fires from the right baseline. I mean, he was behind the basket and knocked that thing down. Was there a straight line available? It's the Press Box with Grady and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, that guy was way too amazed at that Tyler Hero shot. I remember that shot. He was on the baseline, kind of behind the basket, but we've seen that before. When somebody shoots it from kind of behind the basket over this corner and it goes in. Sure. Guy was like, it's the greatest shot he's ever seen in his life. Was there even a straight line to the basket? <laughs> no, you go no, over. Nobody in, shoots in a straight line anyways. NBA players, and they probably <laughs> made that shot thousands of times. In my defense, I had to find a Miami Heat highlight, and everything was Jimmy Butler. So I found the one Tyler here. <laughs> well, you probably played the best one because that, that guy was way too excited. Yeah, in a game that Jimmy Butler went for 41 that was high. And by the way, uh, what's the stat Kevin Pelton tweeted out? Jimmy Butler regular season, 24% from three. Jimmy Butler so far in the postseason, 36% from three. I mean, it's two games, but it's not going to keep up. I mean, no. the, if it does. They're going to win the title. The Jimmy Butler is insane stories always make me happy. Like, whenever, didn't he literally take the like practice squad and beat the crap out of Carl Anthony Towns. Was it was it even the practice squad? It was like the janitor. <laughs> it was the guys uh speaking of Zion, did you hear who he's playing against? He's playing? Well listen, they're saying that he's playing five on five. Th- th- this was so weird last night. They did it two straight games with, with the Pelicans. He's playing five on five, but not against the, uh, not against real players. Who like is he playing said, against? The, I I don't know. She me? said she said they'll have practice, regular practice with the team. The team will leave, and then he'll play five on five. I, I have no clue who he's playing against. Like, <laughs> is he playing against coaches? <laughs> didn't didn't we get I have rep- no idea who he's playing against. reports that Ben Simmons was like organizing pickup games at his local Y in Philadelphia? I mean, 
Maybe those guys. Maybe those guys are a travel squad. I can't. I can't tell you. I thought it was she's she she is Ali Lafour. I think it's Ali Lafour. Whoever's doing the sideline for that game. Yeah, I think it's her because she uh, interviewed Ingram. She said two times in the last two games he's he's doing five on five, but the players leave before that, and then the gym is shut down. <laughs> like, who is this guy playing five on five against? The best competition you imagine, in the world. Like a high school kid trying to guard Zion, him <laughs> just dunking on his head all the time, and the ball bouncing. I him. mean. That happened like three years ago. Ed, high school kids were trying true. to guard Zion. That's true. I watched him over in I watched him over at Cashman or wherever we went to see him play live when we're, he was high school. We're not that far removed it's from true. high school kids trying to guard him. All right, now it's time to yell at some people. Uh, former UNLV coach Carlin Hartman, assistant coach for one year under Kevin Kruger, went and took a job with Florida this off season. They hired a new coach, Todd Golden, and he brought Carlin Hartman along. Carlin Hartman tweeted yesterday. When did fighting for your spot in the rotation become such a negative thing? Now, I'm implying something here. He didn't explicitly say anything about the transfer portal. But I'm taking this as an implication from Carlin Hartman that he's not happy about a player transferring out or players transferring out of schools right? because they're not willing to fight for their spots. Yeah. In the rotation, they're just trying to find a place where they have an easier path to playing time by going through the transfer portal. Carlin Hartman coached at UNLV for one season and then got a better opportunity with more money from a different school. He didn't stay and fight for his spot at UNLV. No. Don't, he left and took a better job. The loyalty BS is out the window. That that that's out the window. I'm sorry. And this was before the portal. I always said this. Coaches were jokes in this situation where they sold kids on come play for me, come play for me, come play for me. They jumped at the first chance. And back before the portal days, remember they had to like sit out. Yeah. Like you couldn't just transfer. So if a kid transferred, it was it was much easier. It was much more difficult to transfer then because like oh I got to sit out a year. You know I won't be able to play for two years. Or whatever. Now at the portal you just go in and you just play. But coaches are complete hypocrites in every manner when it comes to these kind of things. The hypocrites. It's unreal that you have Carlin Hartman, who had one year at UNLV, complaining about kids not staying and fighting yeah. for their rotation spot. How was Carlin Hartman with all the portal guys Kevin Kruger brought in last year? How was he then? They he brought okay? in six yeah. Division was, One transfers was okay? last was, year. Was Carlin okay with all the uh, well, transfers that came in? That's why he left. <laughs> He was so disgusted because by Florida, all the transfers. Of Florida, we're never going to take a portal guy. If They've the guy taken from, like three already. Yeah, if the guy from uh, where's he, the number one transfer that's about to say Kendrick Davis. Yeah, if he says, even though he tweeted out his finalists, and I don't think Florida was among them, if he wanted to come, no, not we're not taking you. It. You've got to be more loyal to SMU. The only reason UNLV had a competent basketball team it was the last portal year was the transfer yes. portal was because. Jordan McCabe, Donovan Williams, Royce Ham said, I'm not playing at my school this year. I better go find somewhere that I can play. This is one of the few times in all of like society where it's like, I want to do more at work. Let me go find <laughs> like literally everyone's like, I'm going to make more money and do less stuff. Yeah, yeah that sounds yeah. great. These guys are actually like, I'm going to go. I have to go work harder somewhere else. I it's have a, to play 35 minutes a game. It's a joke of a tweet. I can't believe <laughs> of, he of, of all tweet. people said that. This, this yeah. isn't like a guy who's been at a, a school for a decade. 
He and he didn't even. It'd be one thing if he got a head coaching offer somewhere. Different. He's just an assistant. Different. He's still an assistant. Yeah, different. He left for a better opportunity. Yeah. Whereas all these players that are in the transfer portal, they think not all of them work out, but they think they're, they're going to have a better, a better opportunity, opportunity. Better opportunity. Why is it? Why is it okay for Carlin Hartman, but not okay for? Whatever, Kendrick Davis or whatever. I don't even know. Whatever player he's mad at that's in the transfer portal. Maybe he's just in general mad. We also had Dickie V Jesus. send out this tweet. Pathetic what the transfer portal is you're, doing you're to college for all sports. Caps. Yes. How is this chaos and cheating going on? Great lessons for young people to develop values needed for the game of life. Quitting lack of loyalty is what is happening. Traits that destroy people as they face the real world. I'm not allowed Chaos to talk. You are. The last time you talked about Dickie V, yep. you like somehow criticized him for having cancer. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we're going to put that aside. We're going to put this aside. <laughs> and just, well, no, just focus on the tweet, right? We're just going to focus on the tweet. You can have Because obviously takes. everyone hopes he recovers. There's no question about that. Obviously, everyone hopes he recovers and gets through that. But this is just on the tweet. It goes, it's exactly what Car, the Carlin Hartman treat. This, tw- this tweet's a joke. And cheating going on, great lessons. <laughs> Welcome to college basketball, by the way. Chaos and cheating. Now, if you want to say the portal is somewhat chaotic because there's thousands of people in it or whatever, okay, that's a, de- that's a word that you can say, hey, things get a little chaotic here. Did you see the one kid yesterday? I don't know where from. Did you see that kid oh, uh, with John yes. Rostein with the list of t- schools? Yes. There were 35 schools listed that he's interested. He literally, John Rothstein said, I talked to him. These are the schools he's hearing from. I got it. And I the got kid, it. 35. Washington State transfer, I'm going to butcher his name, F.A. Abogidi, tells me he's considering the following programs. Buckle up. Texas, Texas A&M, Arizona, Florida, Central Florida, Washington, Oklahoma, Gonzaga, Mississippi State, Creighton, Kentucky, Virginia Tech, Houston, Georgia Tech, Marquette, Wake Forest, South Carolina, Maryland, Memphis, Oregon, Oregon State, Penn State, Ole Miss, San Francisco, Kansas State, Nevada, Iowa, Iowa State, Missouri, Alabama State, Xavier, West Virginia, LSU, Loyola Marymount, Louisiana Tech. Yeah, think about that. (laughs) Now that right there. How did UNLV not make it on the list? (laughs) That right there is a little chaotic that Somebody is, text Kruger. That is uh, Bracketology by John Rothstein. Those are the yeah. 68 teams <laughs> in the NCAA tournament next season. <laughs> That's a little chaotic. The cheating. Um, was Wake Forest on there? <laughs> yes, Wake Forest was on there. I just love I just love any of these tweets, any of these tweets when it comes from non-players talking about loyalty. What a bunch of BS. Right. And what my, a bunch of BS. My favorite part, again, to compare it to coaches, when he says quitting lack of loyalty is what is happening that destroys people when they face the real world. Coaches quit and have a lack of loyalty all, all the, the time. time. They do it all the time. Are they not in the real world? Yeah. Are they not facing real world decisions? I mean, you can quit on your employer whenever you want. If somebody else wants to employ you, you can quit on your employer. That's if you are, if you have an in-demand talent or skill or whatever, if you're desired by some employer, you can quit. Well, yeah. If somebody else but wants But then don't you, go and whine about it. What? Don't go and whine about it like coaches do. Yeah, no, I'm saying for players. If like that's okay. that's the real world. But yeah, but I, I'm what I'm saying also is if Carlin Hartman gets more money, yeah. can improve his family's standing and it becomes, you know, wealthier. Go for okay, it. Okay, but don't be tweeting it. Right. But don't be mad like when a goofball. player does the same type yeah, of thing. Exactly. The players yeah. for doing the taking the same advantage of trying to improve whatever situation they have. Because it is listen, taking better 
job opportunities is the real life world. That's fine. If you get offered a better job opportunity, even if you've only been at your current company for a year, you're going to take it. Like that's just the reality of life. If you get offered more money or better benefits or a better city, whatever, you're going to take it regardless of how long you've been at your previous job. That is the real life. So Dick Vitale's wrong. Um, but yeah, probably don't say you're interested in 64 different schools. I think we can all agree. That was, with. I, 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 when I saw that, I'm like, why wasn't Washington State? I mean, I think they got to the finals of the NIT, but they should have got to the NSA tournament with that guy. <laughs> if, he, if that many schools are interested in him. Everybody wants him except UNLV. UNLV was like, oh, this guy. He's, we got no chance. I mean, it's, well, it's, one thing, it's one thing if you're recruiting against two teams, but if you got to say, look, let's go down your list here and we're going to tell you why we're better than those guys, and you get to the 18 schools, then it's like, uh, we're done here. Coming up next, Jason Fitz joins the show. Aaron Rodgers is unimpressed with him, but we aren't. It's time for our weekly visit with ESPN's Jason Fitz. Good morning, Jason. Jason. How are you guys doing? Always great. It's time for Jason Fitz. You actually, you're here today. It's when you're not here that it's not a good Wednesday. Well, I'm going to start. I'm going to take us off the rails right right away because I got to promo something, then I got to break some news. Okay. What we're here for. Oh, oh we okay. broke news for news. you. Yeah, you're going to yeah, break news go. for us. All right, let's go. Oh, yes. So, number one, I'm going to promo that uh, I'm again this year um, going to be hosting the ESPN draft digitally for ESPN, um, the day one and day two broadcast. We've done this the last four or five years, but. This year we will be uh, in Vegas, and we will be doing that. Last year, the first round of the draft had over 10 million views. We're really proud of it. It's our biggest show of the year. We will be back. So for anybody that wants to watch the draft in a bit different way, we'll be, uh, we'll be on wherever you get your ESPN digitally. So the app, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of those places uh, will be broadcasting. It's me, Harry Douglas, Dominique Foxworth, Field Yates, Spencer Hall. There's a whole bunch of us. We'll be doing the same thing everybody else does, but we just have way more fun doing it. So it's a really fun broadcast. And Everybody should check it out. We're doing the entire first round and then every pick in the second and third rounds also. So that's, uh, that's always a good hang. And now for the breaking, uh, only, I'm the only wild idiot that's, uh, that would have this idea. But I can now tell you today, confirmed, I'm going to be doing the coolest, I think, interview in history that you can see during that draft broadcast with Max Crosby. We are going to sit yeah. down and get tattoos together while we talk about life. That's different than anybody else has ever done with it. That is breaking news. Um, that is cool. All right. Important questions. Do you know what tattoo you're getting and where you're getting it? Uh, well, you know, I, I offered to get, uh, you know, Max on my lower back, but I thought that that was a little <laughs> bit too forward. So uh, instead, now I, my right arm, for anyone that's ever seen pictures of it, is um, everywhere I've ever lived in my life in the moments I'm proudest of from my career. And uh, the draft is is one of my highlights and it's, uh, since I've been to ESPN. So, I've been waiting to get the draft logo added to it, so I'm going to get the draft logo added. And uh, Max is getting an inspirational quote, so I'll let uh, yeah, we'll, we'll let social media reveal his inspirational quote. But uh, it's uh, we're going to put it out; it'll be out there for everybody, and you know, we'll get to talk about life and pressure, and you know, everything he's gone through and everything he's going through, and what they're excited about. And we're going to do it while we get inked. I think that's a, just a different, cool way for everybody to disengage and have a really good time. Okay, so this is going to get our newspaper a lot of clicks, so we will be calling you for an interview afterwards. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, 1,000% in. Because thousand anything on Max Crosby gets clicks, but if you're sitting there getting a tattoo of them, we're going to triple the clicks. So we will be, be calling you like, immediately. Like, I mean, uh, number one, deservedly so. Like, they, I don't know that there's a lot of superstars for a lot of teams that are easier to root for than Max is, but, like, I, you know, I've got in my office in Connecticut, like where I do most of my show work from, 
I've got a couple of Raiders things hung up on the wall. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to get a Max jersey, have him sign it, I'm going to hang it up on the wall so I can remember this moment. You can't find a Max Crosby jersey in this town. Like, they're, they're gone everywhere. Like, I, can't, I went to a couple of Raider images, no Max, Max Crosby jersey. So, like, you know, that I'm, I'm now uh, it shows you how popular he is. You're right. Jason, wouldn't the tattoo on your body be the way you remember this moment? Well, yeah, that's probably fair, but I can't, you know, I, it's easier to put the jersey up so that I can brag to my friends about it, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, that's the same reason that, that, you know, humble brag, I have a bunch of gold and platinum records hung up on the wall. It's not for me. It's so that I can show off for people. Let's go. I mean. Uh, are all the tattoos you have on your arm or do you have any anywhere else? Uh, just my arm. Uh, just, uh, both arms are, are uh, wildly tatted. I use the thing that people don't know. And, you know, Michael Jr. made fun of me a lot when he found this out. But, like, if you get – but then he started doing it because he realized how good it is. Um, if you get uh, tattoo work, especially if it's color, uh, you can shave your arms and then it pops better. The color looks better. So I shave my arms and lotion my arms every day so that my uh, tattoos look good, right? Like, that's part of what I do. And Mike used to make fun of me. And then I walked in one day and he's like, uh, I was wrong because his tattoos were glistening and perfect. <laughs> glistening. And so, glistening and perfect. <laughs> yeah. So the the long, the reason I tell you that is because I would really like, with my right arm being everywhere I've ever lived in the moments I'm proudest of, I'd like to eventually continue that down my right leg in life. Oh, but I'm going to okay. get laser hair removal first because I don't want to shave well, my legs every day. Like, there's uh, got to be a little, like, my hamstrings aren't all that, like, they're tight. Like, I'm not very bendy. So, like, I need I need laser hair removal on my legs before I get any any work done there. Your legs need to pop. Yeah, I mean <laughs> they're one of my better features. Thank you. Thanks for noticing. Was this your idea? Uh, yeah, I pitched this. Wow. Uh, I pitched this a long time ago when uh, right at the end of the season. I pitched uh, you know trying to do something different uh, because I think any time you can get like my favorite thing about interviewing is trying to get somebody just relaxed where they're not, they don't feel like they're being interviewed. That's when you get the real stuff, when you can get somebody sort of to realize that, you know, you're not uh, out to get them. A lot of athletes are, are worried about that in, in my experience. And then the other side of it is like the more human connection you create with somebody, the better the interview becomes. So that's why I pitched it that way. And uh, ESPN, I think, was surprised that I'm an idiot enough to to want to do that. But then I was surprised that Max was like, yeah, I'm in. I was like, all right, let's go, buddy. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's a, I think it'll be different. Okay, where where's that going to be? Is that going to be a part of the draft show, or is that going to be separate? It, it's going to be a part of the draft show. We're definitely going to show. Uh, we're going to cut it up. Like we're, we're going to be together for a couple hours, and they're going to cut up a bunch of different uh, segments out of it that'll run on the draft show. I'm sure they'll run it on the ESPN TV side, and then oh. uh, Max and I will put it out on our um, we'll put it out on our socials as well. So it'll be sort of out there for everybody. This thing should be running before the Jacksonville pick. Who cares about that? Yeah, I mean, yeah Jacksonville right? pick, Aiden Hutchins. Let's get back to the tattoo parlor. Come yeah, on. I mean, well, and, and my guess is that it's a pretty. I like. I don't produce the TV side. I don't claim to know how to produce TV, but I can tell you that. If they choose not to run it before the start of, I don't know, the fourth round or before the Raiders are on the clock repeatedly, then, you know, they've just lost their minds. I love them, but they've lost their minds. All right. Important non-football question for you. Uh, Last week, I told you that I went to see BTS and complained about the sound in Allegiant Stadium. I I saw them a second time as well. Um, Phenomenal, just actual show to go see. Who's the best band visually that you've ever seen? Oh, that is a great. Okay, so... Um, there's different layers to that. The best artists I've ever seen visually, and everybody that's listening is going to roll their eyes and maybe throw up in their mouth a little bit, um, but Taylor Swift, when she did the tour that had the waterfall on stage, that was like nothing I've ever seen. Um, it was 
like waterfalls and lasers and lights. And it was just a visual like spectacle, which was great. Cause then, you know, you didn't have to realize that she can't sing. Like it was, uh, it was spectacular <laughs> for that purpose. With these, don't come at me. She's a great writer. She just can't sing. Um, but you know, so that was, I think visually, but like wow. I go all the way. Wow, I'm just, I just, I'm always honest with you guys. Um, uh, from from a band standpoint, I don't know. Like I, I'm always going to be preferential to seeing Bon Jovi as a kid. That was the first time I ever saw smoke and lasers. It was pretty cool. Um, from a country standpoint, I think if you really want to talk about like which country artists put on the best visual show, tip of the cap to Brad Paisley. Nobody puts more work into the visual aspect of the show, from cartoon creations to like video walls that do interesting things and pieces that move like they just always did a really like Brad does a spectacular job um whether you like his songs or not you should go see him live just because his show is that interesting why did I think you were going to say Katy Perry oh no 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 Katy, okay. it, it, you know like and it depends on what you think is visually interesting like I saw Miley once and you know she had people in costumes running around and that was <laughs> weird but that to me wasn't like visually interesting it was just weird for the sake of weird and I've seen Katie twice and I'd say the same thing. Uh, you want to talk about like a show to see, and I mean Vegas has this opportunity, but that's Bruno Mars. Like, I mean, Bruno Mars puts on a a like he is a showman. He is <laughs> he is the modern equivalent on stage of what I think Mick Jagger, you know, and that that sort of like I'm going to be a ball of energy. You cannot take your eyes off of. That's him. You have done this like three or four times where you tell us how great you think Bruno Mars is. He is spectacular. I mean, he is just. I think, you know, time will look back on it and he will end up being uh, one of, if not the best artists of his generation, you know, and uh, he's, he's done it perfectly. I, I, I can, there's not a single thing I can fault about Bruno Mars. What you might've already done this. I don't know, but what non-football player would you prefer to interview while you're getting a tattoo? Um, Oh, that's a really good question because that's always going to come back to if it's a non-football. So if we're going musician, um, Last year for the draft, I got to interview Richie Sambora, and oh. that was a big deal for yeah. me because of my childhood. And um, humble brag, Richie and I have become uh, friends since then. So anytime I get a text from Richie, my heart stops a little bit. I'm like, oh, my God. So since that's <laughs> been accomplished, I would say left on the list would be Slash. We don't have to, like, we can do whatever we want, Slash. Just call me. I just want to be buddies uh, with Slash. Uh, for much different reasons, I'd love to be buddies with Avril Lavigne anytime she wants to. You know, hit me up, Admiral. Um, I'm just, I'm out here. I'm, I'm just shoot or shoot, right? Like, there's just no doubt about this. It, Trying one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, and then I, I think, I'm trying to think if there's any actor that I'm like, oh my God, I would just love to hang out with that guy. I will say this, totally unrelated to anything. I watched the documentary Wall Street, um, not documentary, the, the series, the HBO series about the, like the business ventures of Mark Wahlberg. And I've decided that I would like to become besties with Mark Wahlberg as well. Uh, I believe I'm going to see Avril Lavigne in the fall because she's going to be on that when we were young tour here in Vegas or festival, not tour. Are we, uh, we, 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 we get backstage passes now. We got a plus one. We got, uh, what have we, what have we got? Going I mean, on here? I what don't, I do not have backstage pass. I feel like you would get that. Before yes, me. exactly. You well, would take that's him. probably it. I mean, that's why. So you're telling me I should come out to Vegas and we should go see Avril. And, look, you know, I, I think it's it's fair. Like, you know, she's she's obviously like she was married to the lead singer from Nickelback for a while. So 
She obviously has very commercial music taste. We'll say it that way. So I feel like, you know, I'll be right down the middle for her. Like, I'll play her Van Perry records and see if that does anything for her. I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll try. Like, hey, hey, Admiral, call me. Anything, really. Like, I'll just bring her her water every day. I'll be your tour manager. All right, Jason, I think for the uh, rest of the offseason, we're just going to start giving you random musicians' names and letting you say whatever you actually think about them because... <laughs> We have gotten Taylor Swift can't sing. Bruno Mars is perfect and untouchable. And Avril Lavigne is your biggest crush. Yeah, I, I, right. so far, I, I spot the lie in any of that. Oh, man, I'm telling you, I was standing in front of house. Like, for anyone that doesn't know, that's where the sound guy stands, right? And this is years ago. This is, like, right when Taylor was first putting out records. And her dad was standing next to Taylor Swift's sound guy. And he said, we're going to put out a live record. And I heard the sound guy who makes his money from that family at the time audibly laugh. Like that was just one of those, you know, I, I mean, but again, like, let me say this. I'm a massive Taylor Swift fan, the human being and the songwriter. She just can't sing. Yeah. Like that's, but that's okay. She okay. should have others sing her songs because she can write so well. Oh yeah. That would be, oh, dreams. You give her songs to, you know, uh, Bruno Mars and suddenly we've got something. It'd be a little weird from Bruno, but I'm not saying no. Well, he is Jason Fitz. <laughs> Bruno talk, Bruno's writing about yes. her, his breakup with Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Actually, have Harry Styles sing all of her songs. That would be Yeah, remarkable. that would be cool. They're all about him. <laughs> all right, Jason. We appreciate it as always. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Take care. So there's Jason Fitz. Um, what? That is a cool interview with Max Crosby. That is, that is a great that's idea. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's a great idea for him to have. Hey, Max, you want to get a tattoo yeah. with me? <laughs> I mean, it might set an unreasonable standard for for all other like, interviews. For the now rest, Adam yeah. Hill has to be like, I guess I'm going to go get a tattoo. I got to go talk to. Hey, Derek, uh, will David or Darren get a tattoo with me uh, so I can talk to them about you? All right. Coming up next, have we found UNLV's next center? Is it fair to say he is not yet cleared for contact or one-on-one? Yesterday was his first day of contact. Yesterday was his first day of contact. Uh, played with some teammates yesterday. He's, uh, yeah, he's making progress, but uh, there's no real update. We just uh, see how he responds and see if he's able to do more contact tomorrow. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. Is that Steve Nash on Ben Simmons? You guys got to bet. Can we just turn injuries off in the NBA? Ridiculous. Turn them off? Why do we have so many damn injuries? Yeah, like in uh, like whenever you play games. a season, you, you can like turn PK. injuries off. Yeah, that too. But like, I want to watch good players play basketball in the postseason. Right. And we want to see the best players. They're all hurt. Let's shorten the season. 20 games. No motorcycles, no soccer playing. We want to see the best players. <laughs> no motorcycles or soccer before the game. Fernando Tatis. Fernando Tatis. <laughs> was it Madison Bumgardner that one time got hurt because he was lifting a cow? He was doing what now? Tipping or lifting? Lifting. <laughs> like he picked the cow up. and he With like, his hands? Yes. How the hell do you pick a cow up? Well, he's, a baby he's, cow? he's like he's like six six, and he's also a rancher, <laughs> a, but a baby cow. I don't know, but I just vaguely recall like weirdest sports injuries, like yeah. when Sammy Sosa sneezed and threw out his back. I vaguely recall Madison Bumgarner is not going to start the, at the beginning of the season. He's still rehabbing his back from lifting a cow. Listen, I don't know how you lift a cow, but it would hurt your back. Yeah, a real, uh, like a full-grown one? Yes. Yeah. That very much hurt your back. You couldn't pick that thing up. You'd, just, you'd probably break your back. Yeah. I'm amazed Madison Bumgarner's still alive <laughs> if he was lifting cows. That does not seem like a smart way. To, I would rather 
you ride a motorcycle in the off season than try to lift. Yeah, cars. I mean, motorcycle is you know if you know what you're doing, it's a great, great percentage that nothing's going to happen. A cow, something's happening. Okay, I can't find this story, so it may have been, it may have been made up, but there is a picture of him next to a cow where he is bigger than said cow. It's a baby cow. No, it's full grown, full grown cow. Well, he's taller than the cow, but he's not bigger than the he's cow. wider than the cow. He's wider than the cow. How fat is Madison Bumper? No, I'm like, okay, I'll, all right, I'm gonna send you the picture. This does not sound like a healthy cow. No, that's what I'm garnering from this. Madison Bumgarner's picking up unhealthy cows, and I'm gonna assume he takes them and feeds them so that they are then healthy. That's the game plan here. Uh, by the way, one other fun baseball note uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you won't hear this, but. The sports updates that you hear sometimes before our segments. Uh, Doug has done some on UNLV baseball. Uh, They won a game yesterday by scoring 21 runs. That team scores 21 runs in like every game they play, and they allow 20 runs in like every game they play. I I told you I was. I covered a uh, Reno. Well, that is a sick cow. Uh, I covered a uh, (laughs) Reno Reno UNLV game uh, about a week ago. It was 21 13 Reno. How? They they are number one in the country in batting average. They're number two in the country in total runs scored, and their pitching is almost as bad as they are. They are dead last in pitching. <laughs> like, how can every game they play is a, there's double digits in combined for sure? But uh, they run ruled a team yesterday that scored eleven runs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The opponent scored eleven runs, and they they it was a run rule. They called it early because they won by ten. They run ruled somebody with twenty-one to eleven score. It's ridiculous. What's happening over What'd there? Would you say second most runs in the country? Yeah, second most runs in the entire country. Best batting average in the entire country. <laughs> and yet they might not like make the NC tournament because they can't get anybody out. The only yeah, the only one going is who wins the conference tournament. If yeah. they don't win the conference tournament, they're not in. Well, I mean, if they run rule everyone, they might make it. But yeah. by... well, no, the problem is they went to they went to Reno and lost two out of three because they gave up. 25 runs a game in that city. They lost the game 21 to 13. That I was at, they they lost it. It's the, my favorite part is early Wilson stadium is literally right where airplanes land. And half of the field is covered with the sun whenever they start the game. So basically you have to wear sunglasses half the game. And if someone hits it, when a plane is coming over, you might lose the ball. Oh, that'd be good. I lost it in the plane coach. That's not quite as good as when um, the Mariners dropped three straight pop-ups on the infield because, because it was right, wind. Right. it was so windy in Chicago, right. nobody could catch the ball. That's still one of the – what's better, that or Joe Madden intentionally walking in a run in the fourth inning of a game in April? Well, <laughs> Joe Madden gets the dumb award where Seattle just gets the crappy award. They're I mean, like, like, they're just bad. Yeah, but yeah, I think I mean, which, which one's funnier? I think the pop-ups are funnier. The pop-ups are funnier. The Madden one is just <laughs> – ridiculous <laughs> it's like a joke like why would you do that Corey Seager you got to be afraid of that guy you got a 10-year contract